he looked at that as a bulwark, a sort of a, uh, a dam against possible discrimination. You know, they might be able to tell you no, but if you have a degree in your hand, that's a lot harder to say to say no. I mean, they still managed to, but you know what I'm saying? So I think it's not, it's not, a, it's not a coincidence. I, I, I find that that was, if you, wanted to, if you wanted to identify a chief way that an older generation tried to fight against social injustice was through getting a great education. Well, I'm not so sure it's just a technique for the older generation. Uh, I, you, hit a, you really hit a key point. I'm amazed at how you see it as a tool for one generation when I think the older, when my generation sees it as the key. Welcome to Peter and Phil's Courageous Conversations, a podcast addressing race relations and social issues in hopes that you'll be inspired to do the same. Now, let's begin our conversation with your hosts, Dr. Peter Weinstein and Dr. Philip Nelson. Welcome to Peter and Phil's Courageous Conversations podcast. We'd like to welcome a guest for this podcast, Dr. Courtney Campbell. This episode we have entitled, Learning the System. Please join Dr. Philip Nelson, myself, and Dr. Courtney Campbell. Enjoy and please share. Thank you. Hello. How are you? Just fine, how are you? Fantastic, man. It's great to see both of you. Yeah, good to see you too, man. I was I'm, I haven't seen you in a while. How are things going? Things must have slowed down for your busy schedule. You know what? I, I tell you what, it's so interesting you said that because your uh, these those conversations between you two have been incredibly illuminating because I just got asked, I want to say I was up two weeks ago by some of the, you know, some of these I want to call them industry leaders, but I'll use that term sort yeah. of uh, loosely, some of the industry leaders in terms of um, facilitating a discussion uh, between them in regards to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's interesting because, you know, initially I, I was, I was kind of hesitant. I said, I don't know if that's the direction I want to go, but after listening to you two and, you know, some of the other work on the other side, I was like, well, let's see, let's see what these industry leaders and a lot of these corporate uh, these corporates are actually thinking about talking about because what uh, my big fear was, you know, they have this conversation and they don't have like, I want to say almost real people, people in the trenches, people actually on the ground doing work in is part of the conversation, you know, and the conversation can get very elevated when you're talking about millions and billions and, you know, dollars. But what about people who are currently waking up every day and going to work? Like, what are they feeling like? So, um, We'll see. And I'm, I'm super, super interested to see how it goes and, and report back to you two. So I've been doing some prep work for that and just kind of get my P's and Q's together because you don't you don't necessarily want to be um, speaking out of pocket, so to speak. Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that you've got that opportunity. And um, it's also it's also good they're going that they're going to the younger generation and, you know, they're asking younger people to do it. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it's uh, this is something you and I and all of us really have been talking about generational, yeah, you know, the generational, the generational difference. One one aspect about it that I don't think we ever talked about was just my my parents' emphasis on um, on education. You know, yeah. and do you think that that's a big generational feature on how to combat 
issues in lack of diversity and social injustices through education. I don't think it's a coincidence. My dad's an eighth grade English teacher. I don't think it's a coincidence that he strongly encouraged us to get our education and really put an emphasis on that because he looked at that as um, he looked at that as a bulwark, a sort of a, a, a dam against possible discrimination. You know, they might be able to tell you no, but if you have a degree in your hand, that's a lot harder to say to say no. I mean, they still manage to, but you know what I'm saying. So I think it's not it's not a it's not a coincidence. I I, I find that that was if you wanted to if you want to identify a chief way that an older generation tried to fight against social injustice was through getting a great education. Well, I'm not so sure it's just a technique for the older generation. Uh, I, you hit a, you really hit a key point. I'm amazed at how you see it as a tool for one generation when I think the older, when my generation sees it as the key the absolute key to right. it, all right? Because once they taught slaves to read and do their numbers, they could no longer pacify them with lies. So true. You know, and so it, it was criminal to learn to read. And so our generation recognized that the ultimate denial was education. You know, it's kind of like the American Indian. When Columbus came over, they brought a totally new system that the American Indian didn't know. They were ignorant of the system. And so they had no idea you could own land because they, they never planned on settling anywhere. They roamed and they followed herds. And in order to do that, you couldn't put fences up. You would starve. And th they finally had to learn the system too. And so we, we, had to, we had to learn that we needed to learn. And, and it got so bad and became so important, we were willing, it was the first official protest, as, if you will, by learning to read in the dark, by right. learning to read and then, and then uh, feigning that we were still ignorant, we were still dumb. Right. You know, we had educated slaves that would never tell anybody and all of a sudden, everybody in the plant, everybody in the slave quarters knew who the educated one, one was, and they learned to protect that person. Because the first person who learned to read and started showing off got killed. Right. From that, we, we've always valued education as the fundamental, fundamental principle to get us our freedom. Now, the rest of it was the, you know, there were more steps to take, but we, there, there was no way we could be prepared. There would be, an, uh, there would be no MLK or Medgar Evers or, uh, uh, or, uh, or Henry Lewis if it hadn't been for education. No, no doubt. And I think that the reason why, you know, a lot look at it as just a tool in a kaleidoscope, if you will, of a cornucopia of tools in, a, in order to fight social injustice just through social media. You know what I mean? Yeah. People feel, a lot of young kids feel like, well, there's been all of these um, success stories, if you will, of people who kind of eschewed education, high school dropouts, college dropouts. I believe um, uh, um, the, the, the leader of Facebook, he wasn't a, high, he wasn't a college dropout, was he? I don't believe. Yeah, I'm he, sorry? I, I don't think Zuckerberg finished uh, Harvard. 
Yeah, there you go. I mean, so thank you, Zuckerberg. I mean, there's all these sort of success stories of people who kind of eschewed education. So people are thinking, you know what, if they can do it and I can make a voice on social media or without t taking a traditional for a traditional path towards education, maybe I can make those make make those same inroads. I, I personally believe it. It could be a mistake in some circles, but um, that that again is just because I have a bias towards education and towards the process in itself, because I feel like it gives you so much more than just the information that you're getting. I feel like there's so much more that you can glean from the process, but that's just me again, that's my bias. No, and I don't think that's a bias. I think that's a misinterpretation of what education is. Right. Traditional education says that if, that if you go to college or graduate from college, then you are educated. Right. You're educated when you get out of elementary school. Right, right, right. Okay. So there's education, then there's miseducation. Right. And so what we find is a lot of people are just misplaced in college because college doesn't give them what they need. College gives a certain group of people an opportunity to get a certain enhancement in their education. But honestly, a high school education is about all you need. Then it's kind of, what do you want to do now? If you want to be an engineer, you're going to have to do more training. Unfortunately, we say, if you want to be any of those things, you got to go to college first. And that's what's wrong with our educational system. I'm always amazed at how, how many people, that, when I was at Mississippi State, how many minorities wanted to go into, wanted to go to business school so that they could open up a 7-Eleven somewhere. I never got that, you know, now. If you want to go to business school in order to join corporate structure and learn business, that you may need that for, you know, especially if that's what they're looking for, mm. you know, a business degree, and that's how they're going to hire you. But most business people are entrepreneurial. They're willing to take the risks. They, they may need an accounting course or a bookkeeping course, or they may need an accountant. Well, most yeah. definitely, yeah. I mean, I have a friend of mine was going going to MBA, going to get her MBA, and I was just talking talking to her about the percentage of people hired with the MBA is continually dropping. You know, because they realize that you know part of it is to have that business mind. You don't the the letters after the name aren't aren't as important for some people as they used to. Yeah, I know. Well, again, congratulations on the opportunities that are opening up for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, I'm anxious to uh, report back. You know? Yeah, I'm anxious to get have to get your report back. I uh, mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. If you told me that at the beginning at the beginning of 2020 that I'd have the opportunity to sit down with you three and I'd be facilitating conversation with some of these industry leaders, ACBS would be launching a DI committee. I always told you there was a second coming of the zombie apocalypse, you know, uh, what I mean? yeah. but, but the reality is fortunately what the, the groundswell that we saw initially, I think it was in April and, and June, it seems like that swell has some level of permanence or it's persisting longer than I expected to, which is a good thing, you know? Well, that's exactly what Peter wanted to avoid. When Peter first called me, his biggest concern was we got to do this now. Of course, that's what that's what a lot of the angst was about. I was always saying, why don't we wait until all the fervor dies down and then let's see what the real work. Let, let, let's see how many people last for the real work, because right. now it's time for the real work. And I, I'm also glad to see that people are still even the some of the responses to our webinar. Well, that was a, that was really good. 
I wish we had had a chance to talk. That was really good. I wish we had had breakout sessions that, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking that's exactly what I wanted to do. But first we had to educate. First, we had to share. Same time, they were like, it was a little too long. Although I didn't mind spending all that time, it was good. You know, it's kind of like, what, huh? And at the same time, where was I going to fit breakout sessions in that time? Especially, How much time was it? It was two, and, two hours, 12 minutes. Two hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really you realize cool. that if you stopped at two hours and 11 minutes, it would have been water. But once you had two hours and 12 minutes, it started to boil and you had steam. So that's where the power <laughs> right comes right from. Right there, gravy. It's gravy after that. You got Which it. Gravy. Thank you for joining us for another Courageous Conversation. Be sure to follow us and check back next week for more.